everyone, and welcome back to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. I am Jonathan, your host, and here at Redbeard Outdoors, I talk about faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors because I want you to live a happier, healthier, more successful life. I'm currently on that journey, so I'm sharing that journey with you. On days like today, where it's Saturday, I get to share these amazing conversations I've had with individuals that have conquered uh, different hurdles in their lives and have learned, and we get to learn from them as they've built uh, successful businesses or families or have had success in the mountains, whatever it may be with their fitness. There's so many things that I love to talk about, and today is no different getting to share that conversation. Our guest is Brandon Waddell. He is with Mountain Archery Fest. He's the one that started Mountain Archery Fest, and we'll get into why he started it, what niche he's looking to fill, but I love Mountain Archery Fest. It's a great time to get your family out, go shoot some bows with your friends, go compete a little bit, and just have overall a great time out shooting bows, being in the mountains between spring and the end of summer. So with that being said, guys, before we get into this awesome conversation, I want to give a shout out to our show partners. First and foremost, come join us over at Redbeard's Fit Crew on Facebook. The link is down below, or just go look us up, Redbeard's Fit Crew. I'd love to have you over there, uh, do one-on-one coaching with you through an app that I use, uh, if that's what you're interested in. And if not, just come join the crew. It's a great group of individuals that right now we're doing Appetite April, where we're sharing different snacks and things along those lines that we are subbing for the crappy things that you could pick and choosing better lifestyle options. So definitely go check out Redbeard's Fit Crew and the First Form Outdoors Facebook group. Also, go check out the YouTube. We are almost at a thousand subscribers. Really appreciate it. If you guys would go over there, check it out. You can watch these full episodes and the gear reviews over on YouTube and leave comments, start a discussion over there as well. Our partners, Alpen Fuel and Heather's Choice, those are my backcountry meals of choice. Great ingredients, amazing companies and people. Uh, they've got your back and they're gluten-free, which is a big thing for me. I don't want my gut torn up in the back country. So go check those out. Of course, first form from protein to multivitamins to hydration sticks to energy drinks. Got everything you need over there or even just want along with clothing. There's so many great things, guys. Go check out first form. If you have any questions, definitely shoot me a message over on Instagram. I'd be more than happy to chat with you over there or send me an email. Blackovis com, one of the best places to go to find your needs for backcountry, whether it be boots, glassing, backpacks, arrows. They'll build arrows for you. Uh, so many items over there. Go check out Black Ovis with the link down below and save some money. All in digiscoping, best digiscoping on the market. Use code REDBEARD, save 10%, and free shipping over $150. A3 Archery Bowstrings, best bowstrings on the market. Cryptech. Now I've got a code, you guys. Go get your camo and or day-to-day wear over at cryptech.com. New website, awesome design, easier to navigate, and the code is REDBEARD15 over there to save some money. Kestrel Glassing Systems, Quattro Archery Stabilizers, best stabilizers on the market, Absolute Aid CBD, MyMedic, Affect Beard Oil, and of course the Muley Freak Bino Harness, Guys, go check out those companies. That's one way that you can support. If you are in the market for any of those items, that's how you can support those companies, support us here at Redbeard's uh, Redbeard Outdoors podcast, and of course, Redbeard's Fit Crew. If you're not in the market for purchasing anything, guys, leave a review. Share the podcast. Those are free ways that you can support, and it helps way more than you know. Go subscribe on the YouTube channel, and of course, follow wherever it is, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is that you listen to this. Now, without further ado, guys, let's get into this amazing conversation I had with Brandon Waddell and Mountain Archery Fest. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. I've got an amazing guest today. His name is Brandon Waddell. Did I pronounce that right? You did. You nailed it. Perfect. Because I, yeah, I always mess names up. I'm terrible with names. I'll remember your face forever, but I, I'm terrible with names. Uh, anyway, I've got Brandon Waddell here. He is the founder of Mountain Archery Fest which is an awesome opportunity for people to get out and enjoy the outdoors, shoot your bows, bring your family. There's even camping as part of it. There's a whole bunch of stuff that we're going to get into today, guys. But Brandon has put on a great event for multiple years now. How many years have you guys been doing Mountain Archery Fest? 
we're entering our fifth year. So, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So for five years now, well, going into five years, last year was my first year attending it. It's super family friendly, highly recommended. There's multiple throughout the country. And uh, again, we'll get into all that here shortly. But uh, Brandon, who are you in a nutshell for the listeners? Well, you know, I'm a business owner. I'm a father and husband, a man of faith, and just uh, in general, just, just an all around American dude, I guess is the best way to put it. I like it. I like it. And that's, you know, it's, it's something that, that I, I really appreciate about you. Uh, you're a hard worker, you know, you're, you've got the entrepreneur spirit, obviously you, you take your passions of archery, fitness, the outdoors, you've put it into an event you saw, I, I, again, I love, and people that have been following the podcast for a while know this when I have guests on, or even when I talk about gear items, uh, when you find a, a, a gap in the market, or something that you find as a problem. And I love the people that are behind the scenes that find those solutions to the problem. So you did that with Mountain Archery Fest. So kind of give us a breakdown for those that are listening, maybe don't know much about it. Um, they're familiar with other 3D shoots. What is Mountain Archery Fest? Mountain Archery Fest is a, what I like to consider a big 3D archery shoot that travels around the country. Um, but what it encompasses is the special part. You know, for me, I saw a gap in the industry um, and in these large 3D shoots that weren't as um, receptive to families in a whole and even more specifically women and children. Um, and so, you know, you look at some other large 3D events around the country, you know, that I've been to and it just didn't encompass the same values that I felt um, that needed to be a part of archery and a part of an event of that size. So for me, I set out with the goal of creating math to um, support the individual archer of all abilities, ages and disciplines and give them a safe and comfortable place to come and learn and explore the sport of archery um, at their pace and uh, and at their desire. And, you know, but yet on a grand scale, where it can be a family event, a full 3D vacation, if you will. Um, and, you know, and to do that, um, you know, I, I encompassed all those values. I, me and my family started this event. Um, and, you know, it just, there's a lot of underlying things within that, you know, like bringing your children into a business of this caliber, um, allowing them to uh, succeed and fail within certain places that you put them based on their strengths and their um, abilities. And it gives them, you know, a tremendous growth. Um, you know, it, there's so many little nuances that come out of math, but, you know, math was born in a sense of just, you know, I went to these other shoots and it was like, there were no women and children there. And I had left, you know, my wife and children at home. And I didn't feel that, some of these events suited their abilities and their desires, you know, to bring some of them out. They may have risen to the occasion and they may have done very well. Um, but some of them may have, this may have laid some daunting, um, you know, lack of encouragement or success to where they would have hung their bow up, um, you know, or, uh, you know, so, and then, of course, you know, some of these larger events, they sell out. They sell out rather quickly, right? And so, obviously, there was a gap there where there's some more space in this industry for that sort of thing. And then, you know, I just wanted to have a much different approach to it than others had, had accomplished. I love it. I love it. It's And it's very true, you know, the you go to total archery challenges, or, um, there's a couple other ones out there as well. And it's not as family friendly. Uh, it's very, um, you know, you go hang out with the boys pretty much. Right. Uh, that that's really what it is. And it, it's fun. But when I went to mountain archery fest for the first time this last year, uh, it was way different. Um, and even my wife said, you know, she, she laughed cause I, I think she realized, um, that people recognized me 
because people were going up to him and be like, Oh, are you, are you Redbeard's wife? Are you Mrs. Redbeard? You know? And she was like, Oh man, like, <laughs> but, uh, at the same time, she, she really felt the family vibe because there was a bunch of games for the kids. Um, it was open. It was, uh, you know, there's campgrounds and stuff. We didn't take advantage of the camping there. Um, but that's something that I feel like a lot of people don't recognize as well is that you're adamant that you need to have a venue that will allow for camping so that the family can get involved. Um, there's some other cool things at the practice range that the kids can get involved in. Uh, you know, just my kids had a blast. So even after I went and shot with the guys, I came back, my family, you know, I told them when we were coming down the mountain so they could meet me up there. And, uh, we just had a blast all evening hanging out, um, you know, going to the Pope and young dinner, uh, things like that. So it was, it was a lot of fun. And so for anyone out there that is looking to maybe not take time away from the family, um, like, there's so many other things that do take time away from the family throughout the year, especially if you're a hunter. Uh, Mountain Archery Fest is definitely a great event for that reason. You can get your kids in there, get them involved. And even if they're beginning at, at shooting, there's there's events as well that you guys have that um, the kids can get involved in as well. So I think that that's really awesome. I really like that. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, camping is a, a extremely important piece to the financial puzzle for families as well. You know, um, you know, to come to one of these events as a family is still not going to be the cheapest thing you could go do as a family. Right. But when you think about the all encompassing aspect of being outdoors, shooting your bows, growing together within the individual challenges that you face as an archer, um, and then offering stuff within the circle of our family at the in vendor village. Right. You know, I look at every one of our sponsors and vendors that come to mountain archery fest as a part of our extent, extended part of our family, if you will. And so, you know, we, we take a lot of pride in creating that circling the wagons effect in Vendor Village so that, you know, your kids can be running amok. They're in, they're in the group. Um, they've got opportunities to go do things with or without their parents um, because those are important things for children to grow and to be able to build that social acceptance as well. And so, um, you know, we definitely you know, I definitely concentrated on when I look at my life, I look at my family, I look at my, my passions within archery. I look at, um, you know, the challenges, the things I want to accomplish, the things I failed at, the things I've succeeded at, um, in archery and hunting. Um, you know, even as a father, um, I just try to look at my event and I try to utilize that, platform to be an extension of myself um, and what I feel is important things for um, for us to remember and recognize within our families and and within ourselves so you know it's uh you know I could get all deep on how a lot of that is but um, but you know that's kind of the gist of the importance of of math for each one of you listening right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it, it really is a, it's a unique experience. And so there's so many different venues. I know one of your newer ones is Georgia, right? Yeah, we are. We're heading to Georgia. That's going to be our first event. We're actually five weeks from rollout on that. Um, heading out there. So, um, a little earlier season for us this year by about five weeks. And, uh, that's really cool, challenging, but, um, but exciting all the same. And so, yeah, we added um, this beautiful place. It's called Kingston Downs in Rome, Georgia. Uh, a beautiful old, um, I wouldn't call it old, but uh, old um, horse racing <laughs> facility, so to speak. I mean, they got a pretty cool grass track there and um, and things of that nature. But it's a beautiful, um, gosh, I can't remember what it is total. I think I want to say around 5,000 acres of land there. Um and it's got some great topography and a river going through it and, uh, you know, some some awesome uh, amenities on site. And so, you know, when, when we found this place, it really kind of spoke to us. You know, it's ran by another family. Um, it has stayed within the family. And, um, you know, and they're pretty receptive to what we're doing. And, you know, that's always something finding new venues is difficult. You know, we're not always politically accepted. Um, and so, you know, we have to, 
pick through and choose places that, you know, that we, that my family can be safe and same with yours, Jonathan. Right. And, um, and also be accepted to the level of who, just being who we are genuinely. Right. Um, as hunters and as archers and, you know, a lot of people, they just look at archery and they just think hunting, but the unfortunate part is, is archery is an Olympic sport. It is a world renowned sport. Like, you know, it comes with a pretty high level of, of credit, in my opinion. If it's an Olympic sport, then I think it is, you know, a little higher on the tier of respect. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, I, you know, finding Kingston Downs was a blessing for sure. Um, I've been looking pretty hard down in that area for a couple of years, man. And I mean, and just hitting roadblock after roadblock. Um, and then finally... Finally, it came about and I guess, you know, and really it came about in the right timing. You know, I was pushing, pushing, pushing to make these moves going east, um, you know, a couple of years ago. But obviously between, you know, the pandemic and everything else coming along, you know, it was like uh, a lot of that kind of stuff kind of got backburnered just a little bit. Uh, but I kept steadfast and found a good spot. And then after that, we're heading up to uh, a place in Carbondale. Pennsylvania, just just outside of Scranton. Most people know where that's located in the eastern side of Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, and we're going to a place called Camp Freedom, which is a really, really cool spot. Um, you know, I went up and toured Montage Mountain, a ski resort there. And, you know, more than likely, I probably could have made it work. Um, a little small for my taste, but I probably could have had a great event there. Uh, but then the next day I went and toured Camp Freedom and I met, I met Matt Geddes and his crew and Camp Freedom is a, is a retreat for frontline workers to be able to have opportunities that have, um, disabilities to be able to come out and build brotherhood and community and have the opportunity to hunt and, uh, and work some land. And so it's just a really cool place. Uh, they raise their own uh, whitetail, stag, and elk, um, and then they release them into the wild. So they basically forecast years ahead of the amount of hunts that they plan to give away. And they raise these animals in, in a, ahead of time and, and bring them to maturity and then release them. Um, and they're free to go, free to roam. Um, they have a, a bunch of property there too, um, thousands and thousands and thousands of acres. Uh, and with more miles of two track than you can imagine. And so, you know, it just kind of all fit right into what we wanted to do. And not only that, you know, they already have track action chairs on site. They have, they're building a monster building here shortly, um, to house, you know, to be able to actually facilitate holding up to 500 to 600 people on 10 place setting rounds. Okay, big building, all fully accessed, you know, um, wheelchair accessible, the whole nine yards. And so, you know, seeing where they want to go with their growth and seeing where we want to go with our growth, um, that venue, it just spoke to me. I mean, I went there and I stayed the night there and, and I hung out with some of the dudes that just kind of work there. And I hung out with, you know, the owners and, um, you know, and just intermingling throughout the day and the evening with all those guys that just. I knew that was home for, for mountain archery fest. Oh, that's awesome. So you go out in that, that I guess area sounds really interesting because you were saying they, so they, they've got hunts there. They have uh, these, you know, these two tracks there, which, which is key. You know, that's another thing that a lot of people don't think about is getting people out that don't generally have these opportunities. Um, you guys work with, uh, remind me the name of the company that does the, the awesome wheelchairs with the tracks on them. So track action mobility, Utah, Brock Carter mm -hmm. is the owner of that. And obviously we're getting these chairs from a place called action track chair. Um, okay. but you know, really it's fully, fully, uh, facilitated by Brock Carter and, and track action mobility, Utah and disabled sportsmen's. Um, they, he's okay. a, Part of both of those nonprofits. No, that's awesome. 
That's awesome. So, you know, again, providing opportunities for people that normally wouldn't have the opportunity to go out and shoot these events. Uh, you know, th those chairs are pretty awesome from what, you know, I've seen of them. And uh, again, just I, I love the idea of providing that opportunity for people that want to be able to get out and still uh, participate in these events that normally wouldn't be able to participate in an event like this. So uh, that's really awesome that you guys go through and do that as well, um, that you work through you know, or you work with these, these companies that, that provide those opportunities. And then, you know, the fact that you go through personally and you walk through these venues, you meet the people there, you get to have a feel of kind of who they are and what they're about. And, and if it doesn't line up with you, like, you know, no hard feelings, but doesn't line up. And then when it does line up, it just feels like what you said, feels like home. It just feels like a good spot to hold your event. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, you know, it, sometimes it's almost instant. I mean, like I can tell you that I've been to a ski resort, like the total opposite. Okay. Let's do a 180. I got bugged and bugged and bugged to come up to a ski resort in Northern Idaho. Um, so mm -hmm. I was at an event and then broke off from that event and went to go visit another location. And I won't name who they are mm -hmm. because, you know, they don't need any good positive press or negative press at all in my opinion. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I went up to this location and um, sat down with the powers to be. Um, they were like, you know, we're really glad to have you here, et cetera, et cetera. Um, let's, mm -hmm. let's go outside and let's meet, um, you know, our marketing manager and our on-site manager and this and that and great. Um, went outside and uh, met the, uh, CEO and their marketing manager and like their mountain manager. And within five minutes, the CEO looked at me and said, you know, we're just not so sure about, you know, you're kind of riffraff running around this mountain while we're, while we've got these other weddings and this other stuff going on here. And I just really looked at the CEO and I was like, it's kind of blinked at him. And I was like, well, with that having been said, it's nice to meet you. I hope you guys have a great, yeah. you know, you guys got a beautiful venue, but with that comment, I'm out. And I literally shook his hand mm -hmm. and walked away from the meeting that I had just driven, hmm. you know, some 20 hours to get to. And um, because I just won't, I won't take that. That's, I won't take that kind of language yeah. being talked to me like that. We're not riffraff and no, nobody in that wedding is better or is any worse or less or better or less or whatever I'm trying to say there than you or me, Jonathan, or my family. And whether we're in camo or whether we're not, or whether we're carrying bows or whether we're not, or whether we're there for a wedding or we're there with our family to build memories of a lifetime, we're all still there to enjoy this beautiful space that God gave all of us. And who's it for him to begin right out of the gate? Not even, not even minutes into my conversation he was already judging me and yeah, peace out, dude. Now I'm out of here, you know? And so, you know, and then you go to, you go to some of any, well, I mean, go to any other venue that we're at currently right now. And that conversation is like, you know, we value you. We value you as a human. We value you in your business. We value the registrants and the people you want to bring here. We see you as family. We see you as, you know, um, someone who's providing something awesome and amazing and fulfilling and rewarding and genuinely life-changing to some people. And we want to be a part of it. And then it's like, we're in, you know, like, you know, it, uh, it just, that relationship hits. And, um, mm -hmm. and then from there, you know, obviously, from there, money talks and venues talk. You know, I mean, there's all the other parameters we still have to meet, but there's no need to go right. in any of those rabbit holes if the first words out of your mouth are disrespectful to me and my family and the people whom I represent. So, um, you know, I mean, it even goes down, you can go even further down the rabbit hole of like, you know, I, I've been begged to go to California. I wouldn't give, I ain't gonna pay taxes to anybody in California. I ain't giving them any of my money, mm -hmm. none. Like, I don't feel safe there. I don't feel 
like I need to give them anything that I've worked my ass off for or anything that you have either. So, you know, it's like, I don't even vacation there anymore. It's like, if I want to go to, I used to love going to San Diego, miss it, to be honest, but I'm not going back. I'm not going to go be a part of that. I can go find a beach somewhere else where I feel my time and my money and my taxes are better served. And so, you know, so, I mean, it's interesting, you know, I mean, I, maybe that's my own little high horse I'm on, but, um, but that's in a, in a scope of it, Jonathan, you know, I just, those things are very important to me. Um, and I feel they're very important to the demographic that I'm representing. So, um, so that's kind of how I roll in those situations, you know, and how I find new venues and, um, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot that goes into those preliminary talks and you'd have thought I'd have picked up on that whole situation in Northern Idaho way before. But the problem is that the guy mm-hmm. that was trying that worked there, um, that was part of the marketing team that wanted me to come there. He was a hunter too. And you should have seen the look on his face when that CEO yeah. said that too. He, he didn't like it none either, but you know, he works there. He's, he's going to take the lashing. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, you know, and I'll tell you, dude, I mean, I, I held my composure, but man, I'll tell you, when I got to the parking lot, I was pissed. I mean, I was, mm. I was losing my cool. Like I was pretty upset. You know, I wanted to go back in there and give him a piece of my mind and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, and I was just like, yeah. no, 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 no. You know, that's not how this works. Just, just go. Be a little bit more professional. You, yeah. You put him, you know. And even like I talked to a couple of people, they were like, you did what? You said what? And just shook his hand and walked out. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, dude, you totally slept. You you didn't need to say anything else. You didn't need to go back. Mm-mm. Like in front of all of his in front of all of his employees, you did that. I was like, oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, he got put right where he needed to be. You know, he's you know, he won't forget that anytime soon. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, exactly. No, exactly. That that's one of those situations where, you know, you you don't really have to say a lot because if you had, you would have fed right into what he was saying. That's you right. know, and and you you were you took the high road in that situation. You just said, All right, well, you know, it was nice meeting you. You got a great venue. Obviously, I felt like driving up here for it, but uh it just doesn't line up with our values. And that's that's awesome. You know, it's good that you you weren't in it for you know, just creating another venue or you're not in it for necessarily the money or whatever, you know, it's, it's definitely something that you value, you respect, you're building it out that way rather than uh, just straight marketing and, and getting it as many places as you can. Cause I'm sure there's plenty of venues that you could be at. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just not worth the, you know, the people that you represent and the values that you hold uh, so dear. So that that's awesome. That's cool to hear. So we mentioned, um, you know, we mentioned Georgia, Pennsylvania. I know you've got one up in Wyoming, right? So we, we come back out of Pennsylvania and then we've got a, we've got a little lull. Typically we do an event every two weeks. Um, but from Pennsylvania, we go to Soldier Hollow where I met you last year. And, um, mm-hmm. and there's three weeks in between that. So the crew is going to be able to come back home, Durango, regroup after a push east, um, kind of recalculate anything we've learned on those two and, and get ready because you know even soldier hollow is a little bit different animal um you know setting that up requires different machinery so we'll basically come back unload some stuff reload some different machinery to go to soldier hollow and then after soldier hollow there um which is just outside of salt lake in heber city utah um then we come back to my hometown durango colorado to purgatory resort um which we've been at that venue now for five this will be our fifth year there um, and it'll be our second year at Soldier Hollow. It'll be our fifth year at Purgatory. Then we'll kind of regroup again because then from there we go to Southern Utah, uh, to Eagle Point, which is also, also our fifth year venue and one of our crew's favorite mountains. Um, you know, uh, all right, guys, brief interruption here. Just want to remind you, uh, we are doing a challenge over at Redbeard's Fit Crew for April. I'd love to have you. Here's your personal invitation. Come join us for Appetite April, where we're learning how to swap out those snacks uh, that maybe are more unhealthy for us than others and just making better choices day by day, those small, tiny investments every single day. Come join us over there. I would love to have you. And now, without further interruption, let's get back to the conversation. 
Purgatory is near and dear to my heart for sure, because my backyard, I mean, I grew up skiing that mountain and now, you know, I, I know that mountain really well when it's white. Um, but now I know it pretty dang good when it's green. And so, you know, it's been, it's been really, you know, that was kind of how even the vision of math starting was all based around asking Sean attack to come to purgatory. Um, and he was like, no, nah, it's too far away from the metropolitan. It's too far away from a regional airport. It's too far away from a highway. Um, you know, but purgatory is an amazingly beautiful location. Um, and it just has a, its own vibe that none of my other, uh, you know, all my, all of our venues have their own vibe, right? But purgatory is, you know, I'm probably a little bit more prejudiced to it because I love it, you know? Um, but the, uh, but Eagle Point is one of our favorites. Chef Jimmy up there who runs that event with us. Um, I mean, he's literally extension of the family. I mean, he just, he's, he's whale watching um, somewhere. I don't know where, somewhere south and warm and um with his family and he sent me a text yes last night that said thinking about you man we always have our family with us and he's wearing a math sweatshirt and he took a picture of it on this beach and sent it to me and that's the kind of people who i like working with at these venues right i mean you know we're we're friends we're family um and chef jimmy just crushes these events with us um it's super an awesome awesome location uh so then and then what's interesting what's kind of you know purgatory is really beautiful to the southwest it's gorgeous um you know it's just an amazing mountain in itself uh you know and eagle point the whole event is above ten thousand feet so it's like it's a high event um and I mean, mm -hmm. I even have a couple of vendors who would like to be there, but they won't come there because they go above 9,200 feet and they get sick. So they don't come. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a venue that we sit in the vendor village and we watch mountain goats up on the top of the knoll. Um, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, it, and it's just got a great it's got a great feel there, too. And so then we leave from there. Then we go to Wyoming and Wyoming's kind of a cool joint because um they um they have no cell service there and we have we have one good wi-fi for to do business on and then they have another wi-fi for the public that it pretty much crashes about the time the fifth person jumps on so that's the <laughs> venue where you you know there's no amenities up there other than what we bring in so we bring, they have food, we bring in another food truck, we bring in restrooms, we bring in everything we need. Um, but it is on the top of the Bighorn in between Shell and Sheridan, Wyoming. And it is like the wild, wild west, Jonathan. Like it's back to, if you want to get away from the world and you want to go somewhere and just ultimately really be with your family and really be with your friends, or be in your own head and shoot bows and hang out with like-minded people and camp like old school boat shooting rendezvous used to be and stuff like that. That's the spot. Um, and awesome. the wildlife up there is absolutely amazing. The amount of moose, the amount of elk um, that just wander right through vendor village is really absolutely cool as could be i mean i don't know any other venues where you just like hit the radio and say send the bull moose through vendor village and it just runs through vendor village while everybody's there um you know it's pretty cool uh i mean even to the point of where we had a pretty good sized bear take a reinhardt moose target off of the stakes all the way <laughs> up and off of the rebar and then eat its belly out um so you know, it's just tons of wildlife up there. It's the wild, wild west, and it's and it's just beautiful up there. Um, the mountain is really intimate. You get on the chairlifts, and they're old school. 
they're old school two seaters, man. And it's like doo, 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 going up the lift. Like it takes you 20 <laughs> minutes to ride to the top, man. It ain't, it ain't no high speed quad or six man chair. You know, it's, you get tight. You're going to have to, you're going to want to have to talk with who you're on the chairlift with because it's going to be a little while before you get up there and there's no cell service for That's you to awesome. do anything else. So, um, so it's a cool location. And then, uh, we finished our season in, in Cal, just outside of Kalispell, Montana, uh, Blacktail Ski Resort. And um, that one for me is really quickly becoming my personal favorite. Um, one, I've never been that far up in the, in the heart of Montana, so to speak. Um, lakeside, that big lake right there um, next to Kalispell is absolutely amazing and gorgeous and then you know when you're on top of blacktail um it's kind of a reversed mountain like eagle where you shoot down ride up okay you're not riding up and shooting down and the views through three quarters of every course going down you're literally looking at lakeside and glacier national monument um it is epic that's awesome it's epic views um and of course, same thing, uh, the crew up there, uh, second generation family running this thing. They, they helped their parents log it. They helped their parents build the lodge. They helped their parents do everything there. Um, they've taken it over brothers and sisters and they're running it. And, um, again, awesome mountain, beautiful lodge, great food, um, dusty road to get there from the highway for about 15 miles. So it's kind of, it's out there. Um, but you know, that's kind of the thing is, is I kind of see things a little bit differently than, than Sean, you know, like I see these hidden gems. Yeah. They're off the beaten path, man. Yeah. They're down a dirt road, you know, but you know what? That's, that's who we are. We're not afraid to get off the road and go and go hit the dirt road to go find what, what serves us and what, fills our hearts and what drives us to be, you know, who we are. So, you know, again, an awesome location up on top there. Um, amazing people that work there. And, um, you know, we're going into our second year there. Last year we added Soho, Wyoming and Kalispell. Um, we'd had a shoot in Idaho, Montana border, um, for a couple years prior to moving over to Blacktail. Um, but, uh, you know, after one year at each one of those venues, we turn around and sign three-year contracts with them. Um, we, we plan to stay there. So um, we're, we're, we're growing some roots in those new locations. And I think they'll be the same way with those two new ones in the east. And then, you know, I've got, you know, I'm, you know, I'm flying to go check out a spot in Michigan. I'm flying to check out a spot in Wisconsin. Uh, Connecticut, West Virginia, Florida. That's the next four locations I have on my radar to go visit. That doesn't mean that they'll happen. It means awesome. that I'm going to go check them out. And there's others I've already been to that I'm already working on for next year. Um, you know, we're my goal, Jonathan, is to have, you know, shoots all over this country even more immersed than tack um i'm not looking for venues where i can have 3,000 or 3,500 people per event you know i want to have 1,500 people tops at an event i want it to have that correct flow and the right atmosphere you know i want it i don't want more than six people per pin i want good shooting times i want people to be able to come and shoot multiple courses per day um you know not eight hours or six hours or five hours for a course while you're sitting around waiting for people. And, you know, and so I'm going to keep these, you know, if I got to have more locations, more intimate spaces with less people, that's my goal. Um, you know, I want to reach those communities that are underserved and are in need of the, of what we're here to bring to each individual archer. Um, and that's my goal. And I don't know what that number will be, um, you know, I have an idea of how I'd split this country up and how I could, um, you know, divide it into like five regions and have regional directors in each one. And each one of them can run 
three, four, five shoots in each one. And I don't know. And then maybe I'll take Alaska, Hawaii, and Puerto Rico for mine. You know? <laughs> I don't know. You know, that I mean, awesome. you know, I got big visions here, man. My vision board's big, you know? Um, and my vision board includes meeting and bringing the these venues and these opportunities to as many archers um, and families and kids uh, as I can, you know, and, you know, to kind of circle back to something you said before is, you know, that when I said we're all inclusive, you know, I really mean that. Like I will continue to evolve our events and evolve what math is to be certain that we're not excluding anyone from the opportunity um, of this sport and the access to get to it. Um, you know, I always thought about, you know, kind of circle back to a little bit about Brock Carter, you know, and, and our track action mobility course, you know, I'd always kind of given some thought to that, you know, cause I, even my first year up in, uh, at Eagle, I had Sidney Smith come up and shoot the co couple courses and he was kind of my guest speaker on Saturday night and, um, uh, you know, we were trying to raise them. Well, the nonprofit was actually DAUSA, Disabled Outdoorsman's USA, was actually our, our nonprofit that we raised money for that year. And um, and that was before the Utah um, Department or Division Chapter, whatever you want to call it, started. And so, you know, he came up and shot those courses, Jonathan, and you know, and he told me, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, that one wasn't so bad. But, you know, this one over here, man, that was tough. Like, that was really tough, mm. you know, and this one was really hard, you know. And it was like, I started thinking about even then in our first year, okay, you know, how do I design a course, at least one on every one of these mountains that to where, you know, these guys could come and enjoy themselves, um, challenge themselves, obviously, shooting um, was kind of my first thought, you know give them that out that space, but yet it make it just easier to move around. And, um, you know, and it, but then again, that, you know, I was kind of thought in the back of my mind, well, maybe that's not what they want. Maybe they want to be challenged in their mobility too. They don't want it handed to them. You know, I mean, I beat this around for a while, Jonathan, like, how do I approach this? I don't know enough about it. I don't know the mentality. I don't, I've never been immersed in it. I just don't, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I'm ignorant to a sense. I need educated, right. Um, on how this works best for, for these, these individuals, you know, what, what do they really want? <clears throat> and, uh, I was in my third year <clears throat> finishing our third year. We were at park city and, um, Beautiful venue, cool place, super rocky, super treacherous. God, you know what I mean? Like, that's a mountain. If I ever went back, it'd have to be like the elite, the best of the best, like an end of the year mountain madness. God, because I mean, every day those courses broke down, Jonathan, it got way bad. I mean, like, even for my crew to break down those courses by the end of three days, it was not easy. It was extremely mm -hmm. difficult because that when that mountain yeah. wears down, it falls apart. And, um, the granite just, just begins to just crumble. Um, and it, and it, and it, it got tough, but anyway, I'm sitting in Bender village down there and at the base of the lift. And I see this guy in a wheelchair just wheeling at me. I mean, he's just wheeling straight at me, man. It's like, every time I'm talking to some people and every time I kind of glance over, I mean, he's got his eyes locked on me. He's coming. And this gentleman rolled up to me and was like, you ever thought about having a course for people like me? And I looked down and I was like, I don't know. I don't understand. And he just kind of laughed at me like, come on, dude. I mean, like, look at me. Like I'm in a wheelchair, dude. I got no legs, you know, like, you know, and I just, and I just kind of like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be awkward here, but <laughs> I just, you know, and I knew what he meant. You know, I was just kind of a little bit of my dry humor in a sense. And he said that to me and I just started laughing and I kneeled down next to him and I said, yeah, I have. I have thought about it, but I just don't know what to do. I don't know what your needs are. I don't know what you expect. I don't know, you know, how, you know, if you need pandered to, or you know, like, I just didn't know what to say to him. And he's just like, 
And he's like, well, I'll tell you what, you know, he says, I got some ideas. And he's like, and the mere fact that you've given it consideration, I think, you know, like you're my guy. And I said, well, then you're my guy. Right. So you can, you can teach me, you can, you can educate me. You can make me feel comfortable mm-hmm. in the space, right? Welcome me into it and let them teach me what I need to know. And, and so, you know, we spent a couple months talking about what that looked like. And, um, and last year when we got to Soldier Hollow, we unveiled our track action mobility course. And, um, dude, I'll tell you what, man, you want to talk about changing lives, dude. You want to talk about one man's life that was changed immensely. He's, it's me, dude. Like, Phew. Some of the stuff I was privy to witnessing and being a part of on that course and the conversations and watching people who were literally drugged that mountain against their will to come do to come get in a chair and shoot their bow when they just they didn't want to. You know, you know, I mean, imagine, you know, those days when you don't want to go to the gym and work out and the times that by 100. There were some of these people that were there. That that's the space they were in sitting in that chair. They didn't want to be there at all. They'd rather be dead than be there. And, yeah. um, and by the end of that course, man, their lives are completely transformed and changed. And, you know, and now they're players back in the community and the world making a difference again for their families um, and the people around them. And, you know, it's just uh, it's it's something that will continue to grow and continue to evolve. And and uh, just like every other course that I put up, you know, um, because that's the challenge, right? That's the challenge here is, is, is being able to continue to recreate your event and keep it fun, interesting, challenging, serving to the archer, serving to your customer, right? You know, and just being in that present. And so, you know, I'll tell you that that course has really taught me a lot of stuff and it continues to humble me on a daily basis, even when I'm planning it year after year, the people that come forward, you know, like, <laughs> This year, giving away the chair and a fully guided mule deer hunt and gear to go with it and choice of weapon and all that stuff that's just kind of, you know, all come together. It's, um, it's, it's pretty awesome, dude. Pretty awesome. No, I agree that that is amazing. And, uh, you know, being able to include, again, include people that genuinely want to get out there, but don't know how it, it is something that you know, it's cool that you were willing to take his feedback and how big of a part he's become of mountain archery fest, because, you know, like you said, you don't know what you need. Like, uh, I've got a buddy of mine that I've talked to and he, you know, I've invited him out, uh, to come here whenever he's in Utah, he can stay with us, etc. He's in a wheelchair and he was asking me things like the width of my door frames and things like that, that I, you don't think about. And I can only imagine like on the mountain, you know, you think you get stuck in some of that brush and stuff like that. Imagine having to deal with a wheelchair to get through some of that brush or some of the, some of the shoots, you know, you have to climb down some rocks to get to, um, to the target, to go pull your arrows. They obviously can't do that. So things like that, that you just don't, you you take for granted. Right. And the fact that you were willing to listen to his feedback and make your course for them, you know, I think that's an amazing, I mean, it speaks to, to who you are, but also who the organization, uh, what the organization's all about. Like you want to get people out as much as possible to be able to enjoy this sport, this Olympic sport of archery, mm-hmm. uh, in the outdoors, you know, and, and be able to, uh, be as active as they possibly can. Obviously they're not going to go run marathons, you know, people that are in wheelchairs, but you know, they're able to get out and go shoot and enjoy, uh, things that they may not have been able to before. Absolutely. You know, those track chairs do, they're just, they're just, they're just badass, Jonathan. I mean, I want know. one too, just for me. It's <laughs> so much fun. I have so much fun in the one that we take on the road. I, um, you know, cause we'll, yeah. we basically, we build a course knowing, in the back of our minds, capabilities and things, obviously that we know that they can do and can't do. But then, you know, we tend, what's funny is when we built our first course, I mean, it was like manicured. Like we built it, like, I mean, we weed whacked it. We, I mean, like we made it to where it was like, like a, just pristine. And then, you know, Brock started saying, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to cut every log out. Like these things will go over, <laughs> off, you know? And I'm like, what, you know, like, and dude, 
by the end of the season, the beginning course and the ending course of the season looked completely different because when we really began to realize the capabilities of these things um, and what they can really, really do, you know, we really don't have to move a whole lot of stuff, to be honest. I mean, you know, anything over a six inch log, obviously, or, you know, depending on where, how it's laying or where it's laying, you know, whatever, to some degree, but, um, but dude, you just be, it'd blow your mind what these things can do. They're rad. Um, you know, and I think the most, they're like little mini tanks for, they are. for people that haven't seen them. They really are. They're like mini tanks and they'll even, I don't know if all the chairs do this, but some of them, like you strap your legs in and they'll actually stand you up yeah. vertical mm-hmm. to be able to, to almost like you're standing. Yeah. 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 There's a couple different models. I mean, the, the original design was a sit down and they came out with the stand up model. And then what we've been, mm-hmm. what we're giving away is a new axis chair. It's been completely redesigned, um, and, uh, and so it's just a straight sit down. I think you know. I, I imagine they probably have a stand up in the Axis uh, model, probably somewhere in their CAD drawings or research somehow. But yeah, some of the stand up ones are pretty cool too because you know they, some of these guys they they have legs they can they can stand so to speak, but they can't walk. Right? They have enough. They have enough skeletal frame still to be able to stand up and be in that mm. position they dig it you know some of them will come out and use those and they'll stand up to shoot and then sit down to move um but all all those chairs are pretty sweet because they've got you can fold up either armrest and you can shoot sitting right out of them i mean i i did it oh, that's awesome too and it's really cool it's it's challenging i'll be honest like because you you you're working within a different subframe, right? You're not on your two feet. You, you don't have the choice of spreading your feet. You don't have the choice of narrowing your feet. You don't, you can't, you know, be on a, a an uphill and break one knee and kind of get, you know, where you need to be. And you're kind of at the mercy of this chair um, to some degree. And, um, and it's pretty cool. But, you know, the, the biggest feedback that we got with that course was the fact that they could approach every target just like you and me and see where they shot mm-hmm. and if capable they could pull their own arrow that yeah was the piece that has been missing for a long time i mean a lot of places you know even like when i went to camp freedom they, they got these amazing two tracks and they go with them they shoot off these two tracks but they don't follow them they just stay up there in the chair and i'm like wow you know half the fun is cruising up to the target talking crap to your buddy you know, because you hit yeah. a 12 ring and they didn't, you know, or, or getting close enough to the target to be like, Oh no, I beat you. I got closer to center, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And so, um, so that was a cool piece that I learned out of that. Um, but really ultimately it comes down to just the access and them just being able to do it. And it's no different than me providing access to you to go shoot the carbon course, right. To, to go send air mails, you know, because it's cool. You know, not because it's ethical, but because it's fun to watch your arrow fly away a long way, you know. And then sometimes it's fun to watch your arrow make it through a window gap that is literally three inches wide and you just made it through it at 70 yards. You know, like it's cool, Um, but it teaches you a lot about the dynamics of your equipment and different things. You know, we can go down each course, but. Um, but you know, it's all about that access. It's all about access. It's all about the experience and being able to share it with someone else. Plain and simple, dude. That's all that course is about. The rest of it takes care of itself, you know? Um, so, you know, that's just kind of the, the overall common theme around here at MAF, right? Is just a, is accessibility to, for any individual to be able to come be a part of what we do. Um, and uh, and just give them all that the room to grow and and grow in themselves, grow in the sport, and give them courses and give them experiences that allow them to build the self esteem and the character and the knowledge. Because um, you know that's education's another big piece of math. You know between some of the seminars mm-hmm. that we have on site, signage on the world record course, or you know uh, 
store, you know, we've changed some things up this year, Jonathan. We don't have the Pope and Young dinner moving forward. Pope and Young has retreated to some degree. The financial budget's not as what it used to be. Um, so, you know, we've, we, we're not doing the dinner, but we're doing a thing called stories and s'mores on Friday night after cornhole. So after we have some great cornhole, some great barbecue, some music, a beer or so, then we can chill out, light some campfires, get the family huddled up around some fires, pull out the s'mores kits, and we can listen to a great speaker. Someone tell us either, you know, some information, knowledge or a story or experience, whether it's successful or strife or whatever. It's almost like, you know, a little bit of a, a podcast, if you will, at night. You know, it's like, tell us your story. Tell us who you are to give us some give us some nuggets, you know. Um, and uh, we've got some great people lined up for each event. Some are well known. Some you've probably never heard of. Um, but, you know, that kind of goes back to my old podcasting days when I was doing Wilderness Attitude. You know, it was, um, you know, I was I didn't I very rarely podcasted with anybody people knew. Um, you know, I was podcasting with people that just that I just connected with that just mm -hmm. meant something for me. And I figured if it meant something for me, then it meant something for another 10,000 people, right? And so then I just reach out to some of those people and bring them on. Um, and then what's crazy is, is that I was always ahead of my time with these people to some degree. Like I would podcast with them early and then later now they're killing it. You know, now they're on the top of the top podcast. You know I mean? I've got, I've got five people that I podcasted early days that have now been on Joe Rogan. Um, and, you know, and so I just kind of see the diamonds in the rough, you know, to some degree. And so I'm excited about that new speaker series deal. That's, that's kind of going to, that's going to be cool. Um, and then just keep building seminars on Saturday so that people can continue to come in and learn and educate themselves, whether it's gear or whether it's um, procedure or whether it's uh, both combined or maybe it's conservation stuff or, um, you know, anything above. Anything that has to do with archery or hunting in the outdoors, if they're willing to come and talk about it and come share their knowledge, I'm, I'm down. So if there's anybody out there listening, if there's something, you know, that you feel you want the world to know, I mean, not jibber-jabber, but, you know, something legitimate that, you know, <laughs> that would serve some people something, um, then I'm very interested in that, in that idea. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. And just, just kind of another brief, uh, as we're wrapping up here, some other things that people may not know about. You have uh, the Pope and Young um, course, which is pretty sweet. It's replicas of all the records uh, in Pope and Young. Um, and then you've got some other courses too, that aren't necessarily the 12 ring isn't exactly where it's supposed to be. Um, you you kind of move it around so that uh, you know, it's not in the exact spot compared to some other 3D shoots. So people that come out and compete, uh, you kind of have even that that playing field yeah. because those people might be used to shooting in a certain spot. And now it's not in that spot. Um, again, there's kids events, there's cornhole, the vendor village is very it just feels it just feels like like walking into a house, you know, it's just uh, or, or a campground, you know, um, it, it's it's very family oriented. You've got it. Uh, to where just about anyone from all walks of life, whether you're riffraff or not, <laughs> you can come in and enjoy it. You know, I love the atmosphere of, um, you know, the fact that you people go in and we're picking up garbage like they were. Those are the kind of people that you really attract. You're not attracting the quote unquote riffraff. You're 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 attracting people that really enjoy the outdoors that love shooting their bows, love their families and love, uh, camaraderie, you know, getting out there and, and just enjoying it. Um, you've got people that are extremely fit all the way to people that just dusted off their bows, yep. uh, to get ready for season, whatever, you know, you've got, you've got all walks of life. And I, I love that about Mount Archery Fest. So anyone out there that is listening, maybe, uh, you wanted to add another event to your schedule this year. Uh, maybe you, you weren't able to get a ticket uh, to an event that you wanted to go to. Um, or again, you want to hit as many as possible so you can train for these situations out in the mountain. Um, I would highly recommend that you go check out Mount Archery Fest. 
Um, I'm going to be leaving links down below, but where can people find you if they want to get signed up for these events? Well, www.mountainarcherifest.com. Um, we're working on our search engine optimization at this point. We've had some issues here in the last couple of months. So if you direct type it, it works out really well. Um, and then uh, obviously you can follow along on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and then, um, you know, you're welcome to follow me at Brandon Waddell underscore on Instagram. I kind of, it's just kind of my own little feed. Um, beware that I am who I am and you, you know, I cuss. <laughs> I put a lot of stuff up. It's a lot of different things of who I am that make me who I am. And, um, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, I appreciate you mentioning some of the stuff, you know, our, our Pope and Young course is kind of moving into a new space. It's going to be moving into what we call the world record course. Um, we're still going to have uh, 20 plus or so of the Pope and Young world records, but I'm also going to be adding a few SCI um, world records uh, and bringing in okay. a few more animals from around the world. Um, just going to start building that into a pretty cool course. It's just going to be some cool stuff you haven't seen as well, uh, which will be pretty neat. Um, and then we got our exotics course, which is going to be absolutely rad this year, dude. Like, so um, we're bringing in, I'm bringing in a bunch of new targets out of South Africa uh, that people have oh, that's seen awesome. and they are really cool. Um, so, and then like you were mentioning that, you know, on the comp side or even most of my mountain, the targets are built by Kirsch hunting and they're made in Australia or Aust Austria, sorry, Austria. And, you know, they don't bow hunt there. So they just put the rings wherever they want. And so, like you said, it's kind of funny <laughs> because they're not, they're not, I mean, overall, the you know, overall the eight ring is pretty good, but the 10 and the 12, not so much. Um, so, you know, most of our mountain is all for fun. We do have the mountain madness competition on Saturdays. If you're interested in, in sign up for that, you know, when I, Jonathan, when I get full fields, I mean, I'll pay out a full field of six people for a field but when i fill a field really well like 20 plus um you know that first place payout could be 500 bucks second place could be 350 and third could be 200 so i mean you know we we really throw back everything cash wise out of that registration for that piece back in um and so that's a lot of fun so yeah i really look forward to people reaching out and finding out who we are i appreciate you having me on dude so much and you know one thing i can tell you is that um, you know, we're, we're here for the long haul. We're here to serve you, um, the shooter. And, you know, we've got excellent stuff that we do on the mountain. We have a great, we have great venues and, um, and you won't be disappointed. Um, come, come see who we are. And, um, you know, our retention rate is really high, Jonathan. Once you come shoot a math, you can't, you, you'll desire to come back again and again. So, oh yeah. I appreciate you having me on, dude. I appreciate everything you do on your platform, man. You know, I love how you break up your podcast for Saturdays and your gear reviews in the week. And, um, you know, you're extremely valuable to this industry. And I just want you to know that, you know, I just really appreciate the community you're building and Redbeard Outdoors. And, you know, we're kind of connected a little bit through First Form a little bit to some degree. I mean, not that I'm a First Form I'm not an ambassador. I'm not any of those kind of things, but I just, that community um, is strong and thriving um, between all of us. And I just want to thank you for, for your friendship and thank you for allowing me to be on here, man. Thank you for everything you're doing. Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I, uh, I, you know, there's a reason why I had you on the podcast and there'll be more because we didn't even delve into your own journey when it comes to weight loss and fitness and you've had man you guys definitely go check out brandon's stuff because he's been on quite a journey himself uh we'll have to bring you back on to talk about that but mainly right now i wanted to discuss mountain archery fest what it is to be able to get it out to the masses um and then for people that want to know i'm going to be at the two utah events um so if you guys want to come shoot with me uh, i'm planning on be there most of the days that you guys are there at those two events um so if anyone wants to come shoot with me, then uh, that's the place to be. So thanks again, Brandon, for your time. I know you've got lots of stuff going on. You're organizing and reorganizing and flying out here and there and checking out venues. But uh, I appreciate your time and, and everything that you guys are doing. And uh, for all out listening, again, links are going to be down below. 
check them out and uh, get signed up for the the Mountain Archery Fest near you. And with Bam, that really. being said, of course, get out, Bam. live your life, and love it. All right, guys, that was a fantastic conversation. We're going to have to have Brandon back on to continue because I wanted to talk also about his fitness journey. He has done an amazing job. He is one of those people that is on the road constantly yet has not let anything become an excuse. So definitely go check out Brandon and Mountain Archery Fest. I'll leave the links down below because there are some fraudulent accounts out there, guys, like always, scammers. So I'll leave the links to the correct accounts down below. Go check them out. Sign up for Mountain Archery Fest. Also, if you're not looking to or you don't have it in, in your funds to be able to go and purchase tickets for Mountain Archery Fest, they're always looking for volunteers. So just reading here off of the announcement that he sent out, Volunteers receive a limited edition Mountain Archery Fest MAF volunteer t-shirt. You've got the MAF squash, which is awesome. In addition to being entered into exclusive drawings for volunteers only, you're also able to get uh, the opportunity to shoot. So you're able to go through and uh, shoot different passes or you get passes um, to go to the Mountain Archery Fest as well. So if it's not quite in your budget to pay for multiple days up on the mountain shooting foam, which I highly recommend for anyone before hunting season, that's okay. Brandon and his family and crew are looking for help. So definitely go check them out. I will leave the uh, a link of some sort to the volunteer section of his page uh, here in the description down below. So thanks again, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you did, please share, leave a comment if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us wherever you're listening to this and leave a review. It helps more than you know, and that's a free way that you can support us here at Redbeard Outdoors and the Redbeard's Fit Crew. Have an amazing rest of your weekend, guys. And of course, get out, live your life, and love it.